Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl, Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 58 today. Happy Sunday. I hope you guys are enjoying this lovely day out here today. And today's topic is Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, episode 10, titled Paid in Full. Baby, let's just say, let's just say this is this was the season finale, and this episode was all about rock. Miss Patina Miller. Let's give her her flowers. This was her show. This was her show. I loved this this season finale. It it's is walking us straight into season two. They have already been picked up, and Curtis Jackson. 50 cent stars they are doing the damn thing before we get started just a few church announcements i won't be long i promise you um do not forget you can follow me on my social media platforms alicia shanice for facebook and ig you can dm me inbox me for any thoughts about the pod or any feedback i'll accept it um also um you can follow me on my playlist. Alicia Shanice is the, you know, my channel on there. But all of my playlists, I made them public for you guys. I have a long list, every genre from the 60s to the 2000s. So check me out on there, guys. Follow me out. Follow me on that. Um, I will come back on in about an hour. We'll drop BMF episode one of the new series that's on stars as well. I hope you guys got stars, baby. I'm telling you, they got some good deals right now. You can get six months for, I want to say $20. Um, They have it for like $4.99 a month and they are dropping show after show after show. 50 cent keeping us busy. So we about to do BMF. And then after that, Power Book 2 drops in November as well. We will pick up. We'll start doing the TV show You in a few weeks. And that is on Netflix. That pretty much wraps it up. Don't forget, if you are in the Atlanta area, especially in the Roswell, my friend is opening up a spa. Doors open October 25th. You can book your appointment now at www.ambiencehealthspa.com. Ambience Health and Wellness Spa will be specializing in mineral detox body wraps, vaginal steams, iconic foot baths, and colonics. Mineral detox body wraps with the vaginal steam Korean hip bath, colonic hydrotherapy, colonics, Himalayan salt, and ferret sauna therapy, and the list goes on. Health is wealth. And, you know, with everything going on right now, stress is at an all-time high. Why not come in and get your spa day on? $10 off any service with a flyer. And that is at 800 Old Roswell Lakes Parkway, Suit 250, Roswell, Georgia, 30076. You can follow them on IG and Facebook at Ambience Health and Wellness Spa. And that is at, you can book your appointment, www.ambiencehealthspa.com. And don't forget, guys, I've been shouting out this book for the month, for about a month. It's hot, it's fire, got some dope reviews. I've read it, dope content, a memoir by Jamil from Gully TV. You can buy that book on Amazon and it is straight fire. Shout out to Gully TV. We support 
all brands over here. Um, you can also, if you need to email me, Alicia Shanice 13 at gmail.com. But on that note, let's go ahead and jump into the season finale show. And she's the one. Her name is Shanice. And she's the one. All right, guys, let's jump into this. We have covered every episode and now we're on a season finale. And I have to say that this was beautifully written. It was the type of episode it left you with, you know, certain cliffhangers, but it also walked you straight into a new season of what to expect, you know. So this season was more like everything. It was just beautifully written all the way around because it wrapped everything up, but it also walked you right into season two. I think this show was very authentic. I love the actors in there. I think all of them did amazing. I mean, come on, we had Omar Epps and Omar Epps is Omar Epps. Lil Kanan, he is doing the thing, him and Jukebox. Jukebox really stole this season for me. Um, I see her career. I, I don't know her real name, but I see her career going far. The voice, her acting, she draws you in. Patina Miller, I know she comes from like a Broadway background. Marvin, um, the guy Malcolm who plays Lulu, you know, he came from Snowfall and he actually directs on his own. He he played that part tonight and we're going to get into that. So it opens up and we see Omar Epps is still like he's on. He go, it goes back to when Kana shot him. He's laying on the ground, but we can see he's not dead. He's not dead. And we see Kanan struggling to pull that that last shot. Rock said two in the chest and one where he used to think it. And we see Kanan fucks up another thing. He doesn't do it. And he, he's like struggling, contemplating on it. He walks back, then he goes back. And he he just messed this all up. He just messed this all up. Um, while the detective is on the ground bleeding and Kanan is taking his precious time. It's just like, that's why, Rock, you know, you're the girl and all, but you don't send a boys to do a man's job. Kanan just wasn't ready for all this. It's one thing when, you know, him and D-Wiz went out and killed Buck 20, but this is a cop. And not only that, he doesn't even know that this is his father, you know? So we see the same crackhead. <laughs> he's standing behind it. He see when he run run past him with the with the unique jacket. And what he do, he just light his pipe up, honey. He like, look, shit, I'm high. <laughs> <clears throat> and we also see <clears throat> when Kanan um, gets away that he's still kind of contemplating on going back, getting that last shot. Because, you know, at the end of the day, Kanan wants to be in the game and he wants he wants his mother's, he wants her, you know, he, he wants to please her. He wants her approval, you know? So he contemplate on going back, but by this time, people running, people like, oh, somebody's shooting over there, and he take off. And the car pull up, and we see we see our boy Scrap. Scrap is back. He got the eye on his, he got, you know, the, his patch on his little eye, because, you know, he only got one eye and one kidney now. So she like, shit getting real. Get your ass in the car. He like, yeah, you know, 
Now you see what it's all about. You were so eager, but now, now you see what it's all about. And he like, you know, that my mom tell you what's going on. Scrap is scrap. Scrap is a soldier. He like, I don't know. And I don't need to know. That's your work. Only thing I'm here to do is get you where you got to be. So after that, we go into the next scene and we see Rock. She's sitting there at the church with their mom, brother and sister Jones. They're like, oh, it's so good to have you back, baby. You know, they talking to her and, you know, mom's like, my baby came home. So they asking about Kane and Rock sitting there playing her little Oscar award performance. You know, acting like she a little church lady. But you can see it in her in her eyes that her mind is trying to make sure her plan went in motion. And we go back to Kanan and Scrappy. We see Marvin pull up. And then, you know, Kanan like, yo, I thought you was picking me up. And he like, your mom put me on another job. You know, she put me on something that need that need both eyes. Perfect vision. <laughs> Damn, Marvin. That was a shot at Scrappy. Scrappy like, fuck you. <laughs> That perfect vision. I'm like, Marvin know how to come with them damn jabs, honey. I love me some Marvin. And that's funny for me because when, you know, the first three episodes of the season, I just was not a Marvin fan. But from that scene on, when he kind of flipped out on Tony and took, you know, Kojo the dog back, I was like, you know what? I kind of like Marvin. Marvin just became one of my favorites. You know, he steals the scenes and his, you know, his like how he mess up everything. Those are just iconic scenes. So. We see when they're talking, the police is circulating everywhere. One thing the boys in blue don't play is you don't mess with their own, you know. And this is the early 90s. So in the 80s, you know, they kind of one thing about power, especially in the raising in the raising Canaan era, 50 tries to um keep stuff kind of true on how it was he tells stories they're dramatized out of course but stuff that really happened and in the 80s the cop um Barnes uh he got murdered in South Jamaica Queens so that actually took a lot of the, the supreme team and fat cat them down so you know it just shows you on how that when they kept saying all oh, this shit about the brain is about to just tear the tear Jamaica South Queens up you know of course it was Detective Howard he's you know a little dirty cop but back in the 80s something like that did happen in Jamaica Queens and that shut it down and actually fun fact you know I love my little true crime and talk about it but um true fun fact when Big Bush ran for election one of the one of the things that he walked around with all his campaigns is with that cop's badge because he was murdered in Jamaica Queens by one of um one of you know the little dudes who came. He wasn't a part of the Fat Cat crew, but more affiliated. You know, they were two. They were all teenagers. I believe it was three of them. But moving on, I'm sorry. I just like throwing fun facts. Um, we see the police is everywhere, and we go to the hospital and we see Jessica and Famous is in there. So. <clears throat> And Jessica's like, come on, we got to see him. Now, we know Lulu don't want to see no damn famous. Hell, he didn't even want to see that, hear that tape the night that he got burnt up. I'm like, why is she bringing famous to the hospital? Lulu don't want to see no damn famous. So, they end up going up there because they see stuff is getting hot. Famous overhears Detective Howard. He's like, that's that cop who always fucking with us. And... You know, the police, they still circulating the block, too. So they, they catch up with the smoker. And this is the same smoker that gave uh, 
Detective Howard and Burke the info before about how the dudes was the Queensbridge dudes who had the blue caps. So here's the same one. And he just giving it all up. He like, shit, I'm high. I don't know. He had a jacket on. He was taller than me. No, he was shorter than me. You know, he played that role. And they like, you know what? Since he don't know if it's winter or summer, you coming in. <laughs> so it goes back to the hospital scene. And Lulu knows something is up. Once he sees all those cop cars, he like, nah. I got to go. I got to go see my sister. He get to pulling all them IVs and shit up. Jessica like, hold on. You got five? No, I ain't got, I got, I ain't got five more minutes in here. Get my shit. Let's go. I need to go talk to my sister. Make sure my family is all right. So we get into the next scene and we see Scrappy and Kanan. They pull up and they kind of talk a little bit and you know, he tells Rock, like, I, I got to go get rid of this car. You don't want to have this nigga blood all in here. You don't want to have me out. So, you know, Rock tells him, like, go ahead, clean the car up. I don't want none of my peoples on the street. Get in the house. And she goes in there and helps Kanan get cleaned up. She's asking him, like, did you did you do it like I told you? Two in the chest and one where he used to think it. He like, yeah, I shot him three times. No, maybe twice. He did, though. He did, right? And Rock look at him like... <laughs> Did you do it or not? Now pay attention to that part because did you see Kanan's hand was bleeding a little bit? He might have jammed his hand, which is something easy to do with a pistol because I done did it my foe, did it myself before at the gun range, put that trigger and you know, didn't jam my little hand and didn't move back, didn't cock my hand back. So that happens all the time. My hand was bleeding too. So Kanan is he's still panicky and, and you know they go to, to Lulu's house which was smart because she like they didn't already wrap this up rope this off as a crime scene ain't nobody gonna think to look here she cleaned him up put him on some of Lulu clothes and you know the plan is the plan so we goes back and we're at Queens Community Hospital we see Detective Burke comes in she's like what happened what happened and she goes over there and we see we got a new captain the heavy hand they done sent in. And, you know, they're kind of wrapping it up, talking. He pulls her to the side and he lets her know, like, you know, why was he by himself? And she's like, I don't know. That's the problem. He don't tell me shit. He don't tell me what's going on. But he kind of breaks it down to her. He like, well, he got more problems than you think. He got leukemia and he'll end up getting, you know, instead of a, like a when the cop gets shot, you know, they get a really good pension if they have to go on a desk job or go. But with his leukemia, she was like, he'll end up getting a cancer um, pension. And that's worse, which is crazy. And you got to realize this is early 90s. And he also mentions, remember I just said Kane and Hand was bleeding. He mentions that, you know, Detective Howard has a rare blood type. AB negative and we know Kanan's hand was bleeding so probably some of his blood is there and they probably got you know the same blood you know that because he has a son so the AB negative I remember the first time I found out about AB negative that was from the movie um I was little like third or second grade and I watched coming to America with Nia Long when she found out who her dad was she said I may be negative fun fact <laughs> um so moving along 
Detective Burke is like, I know these streets. Just give me Garcia and I can go out there and come up with something. So her and Garcia, they head out to do their thing. Cops is circulating everywhere. So Unique and his crew, they send back. They know something is going on. But remember, he sent his peoples out to kill anybody associated with Rock's organization. So at this time, Rail comes in and he tells him, Detective Howard got hit. And he like, what the fuck? You know, and they like, your name is circulating in this. And he like, I I bring no, any a, a cop's blood that's bad for business. War is bad for business. But you know, he get to going crazy. He tell all his people go go hide up. And he kind of puts in motion. He know when he gets to thinking unique is smart as well. He's just, you know, he he just as smart as rock, if you ask me. He played a game just as good. And remember in episode one, he got the game from his brother. His brother was real big as well. So he probably grew up in this game. So he just as smart at clicking as soon as ASAP. Rock told me I would never see this coming. This bitch didn't set me up. He he already and put it all together and he know what time it is. Get his crew stashed out. Go pack up, get little man, baby mama, we out. So we go into the next scene and we see Rock drops Kanan off at the bodega. Juliana is all the way in. She knows the plan. She they Rock set it up to where the shooting was, where he was going to run past the camera at the bodega. Juliana is all in the game. Juliana, this is what she wanted. The husband is gone. She all in there. I expect a lot from Juliana in season two. Um, we go into the next scene and we see the NYPD. They grab unique boys up off the street. I mean, the police is just circulating around all of Queens. And <clears throat> we see Marvin. Marvin show up at Unique's crib. This doorman, this the same doorman who even let the coat get gone because, remember, he was scared of Lulu. Lulu showed him that gun, threw him some cash. Marvin go in there. He talking about some yell. We heard this. We got to check this out. But, hey, y'all want to let me in? Sign this. Hey, if it blow up, you know, hey, got, you know, let somebody start a stove, light a cigarette. It's on you. So, doorman lets him up. And we got to realize this is the early 90s, so it was easy to get away with stuff like that. We in 1991. So Marvin goes into unique spot, and we see the police is getting ready to pull everything, to pull everybody in. You know, they they going all the way in. They not playing. They stopping everybody. They going around the whole town. They ramshacking people's houses. They doing it all. And we see Unique and his family, they pull up. You know, his baby mama, she's still asking questions. He like, look, I told you when we got together, don't ask me shit. Just go with the plan. And while they're walking up, Marvin is still in the apartment. So that was like an intense scene. But Marvin gets the coat in there. It is a very close call when he's walking out. They're coming off the elevator. But he gets the coat in there. He does what he has to do. So Burke and Garcia, they're out on the street. They're looking. They find Jukebox, a.k.a. Laverne. <sighs> Burke kind of hems her up a little bit. We see Jukebox got a bag. She got some dude clothes in there with some money. Obviously, it's for Canaan. 
Burke kind of tells her, like, look, at the end of the day, I'm not your friend. I'm a cop. But when she sees the letter with Juke, and Juke plays this beautifully, that's when we find out here, Rock sell here. She's like, your mom is a drug, I mean, your aunt is a drug dealer. She said, Rock sells, my auntie sells hair. So I ain't no Rock sell here, but hey. <laughs> so Jukebox, you know, she holds her own as well. Jukebox is really street smart. And Burke does have a soft spot for Jukebox, and then she know everything that she has been through. But once she sees the letter, you know, she stops interrogating her about, like, how did you know this? How did you know this? And, you know, she kind of lets her go. So we go into the next scene, and we see Jessica, Famous, and Lulu. They all in a the car. They pull up at the red light. They see the car next door. I mean, next to them at the light. They plans the streets need the streets need a body song. We see Jessica and Famous. They get geeked up. Lulu ain't trying to hear it. Lulu trying to get to his sister. But we know this record label, this music gig, this is Lulu's passion. This is where he wants to be. So, but we see Lulu. You know he's been through a lot. So <clears throat> after that, Rock goes back to the projects. To make sure everything was moving right. Kind of moves fast, going from scene to scene. We see uh, Nervous Kanan. He sees the doors opening in the bodega, but it's just jukebox. And, you know, they kind of have a, a heartfelt scene. I love this scene. She's telling him, like, you fuck up everything. You do this. You do that. And Kanan, like, what? Because he playing it hard. Like, I killed that nigga. I did what I had to do. Protect the family. And jukebox, like, nigga, calm down. You don't do that tough shit. It's me. And she lets him know you mess up everything, but you're supposed to. You're a kid. This is a grown-ups game, and we didn't ask to be in this. And she's she's speaking some real stuff to him. And it makes it even sadder when you go back to the original power and you see what that relationship was and how she left off the power universe. And scenes like this. I love their relationship because they really had each other's back. Like Jukebox is very overprotective over Kanan and he is as her as well. And now they trust each other. But just going back to the original power, it makes it even more sadder to see how close they were and how they how their family were. So we go into the next scene and we see Marvin gets pulled over by the cops. This was an intense scene. This was an intense scene. I'm like, okay, I hope Marvin make it to season two. Just for a minute, I thought them cops was going to shoot him. Like, that was an intense scene. But they take Marvin in. They take Marvin in. And we go back to the the PJs. And we see Rock. She up high. She smoking her little square. She watching everything. And Lulu bust in. And he like, what the fuck are you doing? And the way how he said it, like he stole this scene. He played this role. This was a great scene between brother and sister. And he like, you took it too far and I'm out. I don't want no more to do with this shit. I didn't want no more to do with it when you had me kill a kid when he killed D. Wiz. And Rock gives her unique speech this time. This time she put the speech on. My blood is your blood. My shit is your shit. That little recording studio you got, that's my recording studio. He like, that's a record label. <laughs> and it was just a good scene because she lets him know. She like, look, everything I do is for you, Marvin, Kanan, for this family. I'm going to be the last bitch standing. 
and ain't nobody getting out. We all in it together. So we we see Lulu is just looking like he he you know he got he got his wake up call. I mean everything he's telling her is true. You took it too far. We in too deep. I want out. I want more. We got enough money to get out. Rock ain't having it. And Rock laying the ground rules down. And now he finally sees where he stands. He ain't going nowhere. We go into the next scene. We see the cops. They ain't playing. They don't, they don't play when it comes to their own. You know, the blue wall of silence. And if you touch a cop, they not playing. They going from door to door in the PJs. They ramshacking everybody's shit. And we see Rock's plan is working. That that how she went and got the housing projects and she got the seventh and the eighth floor and she got the drops going down there. She she was ahead of the game. We go into the next scene because it kind of went back and forth pretty fast. We go back and we see Jukebox and Kanan talking and she briefly gives him a reality like your mom just had you hit a cop. Like, I don't think it's registering. She just had you hit a cop. It goes back to the next scene very quickly, and we see Rock's peoples. They're moving up and down. They move um soon as she get the beep, like they just left the, the seventh floor. They they coming up to the eighth floor. They drop everything down and drop it through stove and everything. We see Detective Burke and Gar and Garcia. They go to the bodega. Julia plays that shit so smooth. I don't want no trouble. I don't want no trouble. Juliana, I think she's going to play a pivotal role in season two. I, I like her character. Um, she she plays that shit. So when the cops go back to the PJs and they show up at Rock's apartment, she plays that's that she plays it so cool. She got her little blue sweater on. Lulu looking like it, you looking like he just over it. They like it's a little late to be eating her. She like, oh, he been in a terrible car accident. We lucky to still have him alive. <laughs> so after that, we go to the police station. We see Marvin is down there. They booking him in. We go back to the PJs because it's going from scene to scene pretty fast. And we see Rock is panicking. And she calling. She, I mean, she paging Marvin, paging him, paging him. He not answering. She like, this nigga will fuck up a free lunch meal. <laughs> so she picks up the phone and she calls somebody who she knows going to answer. Mr. Symphony comes to save the day again. I told y'all Symphony wasn't going nowhere. So after that, we see Unique. He ends up finding the coat. He got the blood on there. He already know. He before he can even say anything, they bust in. They take him in. You know, they roughing him up in front of little man. Got the baby mama screaming, and you know that's pretty much it for uh, unique for this episode. But I don't think his character is going anywhere. It's gonna be interesting to see how it, like it play out in season two. But I don't think his um his uh character is going anywhere but he probably will be locked up for a while in season two depending on how burke i mean not burke but howard answers the question but we'll get to that in a minute <laughs> so they take him in and and i do want to apologize again guys my sinuses and my allergies and they're still acting up so i apologize for coughing on the microphone um we go into the next scene and we see symphony and symphony he picks up Kanan and 
jukebox and Kanan, they have an emotional goodbye, tell each other they love each other. I'm telling you, this this just makes me sad. I'll see their relationship when they became adults. And, you know, they have a, a you know really good goodbye. And we see Symphony, he, he's there to say today. He always got rock and Kanan's back. And we see at the police station, Marvin sees Tony. And he's like, what kind of informant you got? You got the two guys who was at the, the club that night. And he's like, Tony? He just busts out laughing. And she's like, F you, Marvin. F you. <laughs> and he like, oh, she'll give it to y'all all night. <laughs> he kind of like antagonizing her a little bit. And he like, what y'all got? You know, when he sees this Tony, he laughs it off. He gonna be out of jail early in season two, watch. Because she didn't really have nothing on him. She was trying to get herself out of trouble. But she probably a dead woman walking in season two. She probably won't make it past episode two. So at the police, um, after they leave, the after, you know, we go to the next scene from the police station, we see Jessica and Lulu. They're in a car talking. And she's telling them, like, since I met you, I've been telling you, like, you're better than this. You're stronger than your sister. You want more. You got more ambition. You're smarter. You can do this. And he listening all and you know, she's speaking some real shit, but he says what I wanted him to say. And shut the fuck up and drive, Jessica. And she pulls off. <laughs> um, we go back. And it says, welcome home, Baisley Park housing. And we get the last monologue of the show. We see damn Rock standing there. She high. She like high up on the city, just standing there on top of the PJs like the world is hers. We see Jukebox. She's in her room. She's thinking about everything that had happened, but she happens to find the letter of Nicole because she has seen it in her book bag, but, it, you know, it showed it like this was her first time opening it up and she's seeing Nicole last words to her. So, you know, she gets emotional. Then it goes to the bodega and we see juliana she putting a plan in motion saying she's seeing somebody running in that unique jacket handing over that tape we go and we see symphony and canaan rolling into maryland that's gonna play a major part maryland dc all that's coming and we go back to the hospital and we see detective howard wakes up burke is right by his side the captain they like who shot you who shot you who shot you i told y'all he wasn't dead didn't i say i told y'all he wasn't dead and best believe they didn't bring up that rare um ab negative blood for nothing him and Kane are gonna be a match Kane are gonna be a match for that bone marrow he probably gonna blackmail Kane in because he can tell Kanan did it but that's his son at the end of the day he know Rock manipulated him into doing it I don't think he's gonna snitch on um Kanan I don't even think he gonna snitch on Unique so it's gonna be interesting to see how that play out but I didn't think that he was gonna leave the show Omar Epps is a big actor you know and that's you know, Omar Epps is doing a damn thing. He's playing a detective and he's ill. So, you know, we don't see him playing a role how we used to play, but that's acting and he's doing a damn good job. But I didn't think that they were just going to take Omar Epps right off, especially in season one. Um, I was a little like, I don't know, because I know he just got a new show, but you know, Omar Epps is the man. So <clears throat> that was basically the end of it. But when we get to the last part and we have Kanan, adult Kanan narrating, and he's saying in this game, you can't trust nobody. 
not even your mama and the camera goes straight on rock face and she is just looking so devious in that scene and this was very beautifully written from it, it it carried out on how season one started it was it wrapped up all of the questions that we needed answers but it also walked you into season two and everybody is coming back um I know one thing we can expect from for season two is Lulu is going to get that record label jumping. So we're going to see more about, you know, in that. And we're going to see, you know, how the organization grows. And I don't think it's the end of Unique's character either. I don't think Burke is going to say Unique shot him. So that was my recap of Power Book 3, Raising Canaan. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. It's been 10 weeks that we have did this show, 10 episodes. I hope you guys caught all of them. If you didn't, you know how we can do it over here. Just rewind and go refresh because I've covered everything. And I hope you guys continue to join me each week because now we will start recapping the BMF. So we got 10 more weeks with me. If you want to do recaps of the BMF, same day, Sunday, just meet here. And then after we got raising, uh, we got power book two with, you know, raising Tariq. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait for it to come back. I love Mary J's uh, Blige's part as Monet. A lot of people say she's too dry acting, but when you're in the game, you know, especially as a woman who about to just be walking around smiling all the time. I think Mary plays that part and I think her wardrobe is the shit. So I can't wait for that as well. So on that note, it's your girl Shanice and I'm out. Don't forget, I will drop BMF shortly. So come back and listen to my BMF recap. I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show. With your girl Shanice.